Hey everybody. So we had intended for this fireside chat to be coming out sometime in the next month or two, but given the pretty incredible events happening right now with the stock market, uh, we did end up talking about it and we felt like this was very timely and we needed to get this out. So enjoy the show. What's up my miners of intelligence and consciousness? I'm Rick Brooks and this is Rick's Mind. Today we're doing a fireside chat. Now, I have been told by several listeners that we need to just do a movie podcast, and that is probably going to happen today. <laughs> At uh, some point. There's a lot of shit going on in the world that we got to discuss. we got a new president, which is nuts. Um, and But really what we were talking about off, off air was Wall Street bets. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys, any of you guys are on Reddit, but Wall Street bets is a subreddit that just kind of calls out um, uh, call the uh, investment. Yeah, my God, I'm fucking fucking this all up. <laughs> uh, my goodness, the, sh- the, the, sh- the short options, right, of investment funds. But Demarco, you might know a little bit more about that. So, but we were talking about this uh, game stock. <laughs> game stonks, you mean? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, so I I am I have heard from I you know I'm on Reddit I use Reddit I've been using Reddit for a long time I've seen Wall Street bets around I haven't looked into it until this past week but I knew what it was was I thought it was just you know it's it is at its core just a group of people who are hobbyist investors some people with oodles of money they've made from just hobby investing or their former investors that they've got capital to to put in. But it's just a bunch of people. It's just a hangout for people who are into finance and stock trading and stuff to talk about stock trading. And it's kind of morphed into this thing where um, they it's kind of this like band of angry millennials is kind of a cheap way to put it. But it's just people who are pissed off about how, you know. Bernie Sanders, everybody always talks about the Wall Street has ruined the economy and the Wall Street, the banks and all of this. This is a way to get back at them. Uh, So what's going on is that there are, in particular, there are two, one hedge fund and one person who is very big. uh, He runs a a reporting or an investing, very highly respected one called Citron uh, Investments or something like that, that it's like a, a publication or research uh, for giving advice and Melvin Capital, which is one of the biggest hedge funds on Wall Street, they Melvin just shorted for no reason, shorted GameStop, uh, the game store that you're thinking of, did a huge short on them that comes due this Friday, so in two days, um, and about a month ago, they've been pumping this stock for a while, I think, but about a, a month ago is when it came up. Yep, they put in a huge short. A short is we think the price is going to go down. They're doing literally the same thing the hedge funds did. So they're basically there. It's a pump. It's almost like a pump and dumper, but it's more akin to an old school bear raid where a bunch of brokers or brokerages would get together to bust the shorts, which is technically illegal. But in this case, these are not brokers. These are not brokerages. These are not traders. These are not people that are under regulations from the FTC or the SEC. It is only just 
it's just people literally like me who have a Robinhood account or go on E-Trade or Ameritrade and, you know, put in calls for like, you know, $50 trades or some stuff whenever they want to give it a go. And they're scared. The, the, the basically two days ago, Melvin Capital had a two and a half billion dollar bailout from a huge financer because they are taking there's a lot of dis- disinformation going on right now that doesn't match up with the facts, like saying that Melvin's covered their sh- their short, which is a lie. They haven't. They haven't put in the options to put the options to all of every trade that goes through any market in the United States is public information. So you can look it up. They haven't made their call yet. So they're still sitting on 14 something a share and currently GameStop closed over $320 a share. Um, and there, I mean, the meme is that GameStop's going to the moon, but right now they've like, I I've lost count. They're like three, 400% higher than what they were. They can all make a killing. It did. Honestly, like it's it's turned into a meme. It's like it's like it's half a fuck you to the hedge funds because this is just the game that the hedge funds play, except it's people doing it. And then the other half is it's a fucking meme. The memes are off. If you are a connoisseur of memes, this this whole event is off the chain. And there's so many there's GameStop is just kind of the beginning. Um, The reason I got into this is I've been trading a lot lately because of this has got me kind of re-energized to try trading again. Um, my mom, when you a year ago, when you signed up for Robinhood, which is a, a retail stock trading platform, um, if you invited somebody and you got a referral, you each got a free share of some random stock. My mom got one share of GameStop. So she's been in this since February and she's a former trader. So she looked into the company and looked at fundamentals and their charts and their business and everything. And she liked it. She ended up putting another I think right now she's she doesn't have a lot. She only has something like five or ten shares, but she's like umpteened over her investment is like through the ceiling. And I've seen there was somebody who's like a serious trader that put one hundred and ninety three million dollars into GameStop, and currently he's valued at over seven hundred million. Did you see the guy that put in fourteen k when when they first shorted it, and then he's at twenty two million right now? No, I didn't see that, but he's he is winning. Yeah. Yeah. He's even at, he's going to come out of that. He's going to come out of that with over $15 million after capital gains taxes. He's done. He doesn't need to do shit. You know, that's like, so like I've been looking into like, I've, I have for a long time always wanted to try day trading and stock trading is like either, a hobby or even try to do it as a means of income. Um, and I've done it enough in my head of just watching stocks and thinking how much I would put in and then seeing how they go. And I've got a pretty decent record. So I started doing it like the, the other memes I have meme, I have all the meme stocks except for GameStop. Cause I missed out on that one. But you know, there's also other stocks that I'm looking at, but you know, like there's a few more bets that are going. Yeah, there's, there's, Mm-hmm. There's AMC, AMC, yeah. There's there's AMC theaters, which today went from four dollars a share and closed somewhere around eighteen. Um, 
there's there's AMC. So I should I I will preface this to cover our ass. I am not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Under no I have no legal obligation, and no you have no standing to take advice from me. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a hip hop producer. Yeah, I'm a hip hop producer. Right now, the meme stocks besides GameStop, AMC theaters, which went from four dollars to around sixteen sixteen or eighteen dollars a share today. Uh, BlackBerry, which I bought in on, went from four dollars last week to right now closed around twenty three, and uh, Nokia went from four dollars to now it's up over seven or eight, and then there's a couple other ones like Bed Bath and Beyond is one. It's uh, all 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 of this is all they're all short positions that these hedge funds have done that all of them have in common. They're all previously sub fifteen sixteen dollars a share stocks that have decent fundamentals and have no reason not to go up but because of the current economy they're just going to short them and make a kill try to make a killing but everybody's kind of stopping them from doing that and it's kind of beautiful you know it's, it's, it's a weird time it's, it's a weird time they're just like, like a little bit of resistance mm -hmm. this is you know i've seen a lot of jokes on twitter of people being like, you know, the one dude on Reddit who thinks that buying stocks is praxis. And it's like, you know, first of all, haha, ha, praxis jokes. I love them. But also like, this is literally, this is it. This is when Bernie Sanders talked about taking it back from Wall Street. This is how you fucking do it. Beat them at their own game and literally take their money. You know? It's, uh, it's, I'm, I'm actually have a friend who is a very good friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, they got really overcomplicated explaining. I understood the majority of what they were saying, but I'm probably going to have to get Alex on this podcast. Yeah, we should. That'd be great. Very, very interesting. Um, yeah, man. I, I think it's I think it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. This is going on. It, it kind of it's a nice little start to uh, It's a nice ups. It's an upside, you know. But so like so unless unless the stock crashes to below 14 all these hedge funds are done like this will have been one in the span of 2 weeks or so a bunch of fucking nerds in their mom's basement rattling on about tendies and taking shit to the moon have collapsed one of the biggest hedge a multi-billion dollar hedge fund on Wall Street and it's it's everything that I could ever dream of Oh yeah. It's just this. It's this weird culture of like a lot of Wall Street is just speculation. It's just it's gambling. It's for it's mostly you know real like super super gambling on the stocks is commodities because that's straight gambling. There's no like that's being like yo I heard this dude and I was gonna have a killer crop of hogs here in about a year. You need to buy hogs by August hogs or shit like that. You know. Stock trading like this, it is gambling to an extent, but there's a science to it and you can make money doing it if you just have basic understanding of like business and money. It, it, anybody could do this. That's what's so great about this is that it's, you know, it, it, there's there was a post that I could put it in the show notes that somebody wrote that I really liked that he was talking about how his uncle is or was a very high up executive in a very big firm or trading firm or hedge fund on wall street and how 
he was just a normal, like very average. And he wanted to get into trading just as a hobby. And he asked him for help. And he asked like a lot of the people he was around that were in that stratosphere. Um, and they just, they won't do it. They don't want to do it because there's a, there's a meta game going on about social mobility that all of the wealth is stratified at the top, but this, this is a big chip away and it just keeps chipping away to spread the money around in the best possible way that people earn it. You know, it's like my mom always used to say about the market is hogs get slaughtered and this is going to be, this is going to be another big one, I think. Uh yeah. Those I mean those shorts come come due Friday, so we'll know by close of market Friday, so about four thirty Friday Friday night. What do you think those fucking guys that shorted this are thinking right now? Oh, they're I mean. Yeah. I mean, this is like it's it's all it's anecdotes from this level, but like. You know, my uh, a family member was a or it was the the ex-husband of a family member was a very successful or at the time very successful trader at the uh, Chicago Mercantile Exchange where my mom was a trader. And he he was a he was a dyed in the wool bear. So he was just negative, negative, negative. He would short and short and short and he would take a bath constantly. But then one time he made a short and made a made literally all of his money. Went from being like, you know, okay to just stratosphere. Yep. Mm hmm. And so he. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, he was, he, after that, he owned his seat on the Merck. He owned a seat on the, the New York Stock Exchange, like himself, not through a brokerage. Uh, and then he was a bear and he shorted it and he lost everything and never got it back. So it's like, this is one of those, like, it's got to be, it's, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't see, like, I'm not. I don't consider myself a positive, like a, 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 not a positive or a negative. I'm just kind of like realist, I guess, you know, but like, I don't see how you can lose that much money unless you just short and be stupid because you just keep watching companies and just watch for them on the come up. And this is, you know, it's a, it's, there's a couple companies in there that one of the, one of the ones that wall street bets has been talking about a lot is called sundial that they're a cannabis maker and packager in Canada and Alberta, I think that, that market's poised to blow up that Canada just legalized recreationally and it's only a matter of time before the U.S. does. Um, so they'll be making good money soon. And it's like a stock that's a sub-dollar stock. I think it's like 60-some cents a share. Um, but then there's stuff like AMC Theaters and Bed Bath and & Beyond and uh, Express Clothes that they're, that people are talking about as like their big short positions, but they're all like, you know, $5, $10, $15 a share that it's like, Anybody from the dude who's like a full-on, like full-time investor to like me, that's just like, hey, I'll put fifty bucks into this. Let's see what happens. You know, it's it's great. <laughs> I, you're so pumped. I'm so pumped. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I love. You know how I feel about smashing the system. 
And if I can make money off of it too, what the fuck? Why wouldn't I? You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like if I have enough, and this is one of the things I was talking about um, with one of my buddies a little earlier, mm-hmm. was it's probably about that time in my life I need to take, you know, three, four grand, put it in a, put it in a, put it in a mutual, a mutual fund. No, 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 I'm going to gamble this. Oh, hell yeah. Now's the time, my dude. Oof. You want to gamble. That's penny stocks are gambling, my dude. That's not even gambling. I'll tell you what gambling is. Investing in gold mining companies. Oh, yeah. That would be. Right now, it's, it's, it's relatively safe to buy like gold mining companies because mm-hmm. a lot of people are really into the hard asset of gold. But as soon as, like, let's say we're not the world's reserve currency or anything, or mm-hmm. some gold company finds them, that's when shit gets real sketch. Yeah. They'll just drive the stock prices up, and then the the, the CEOs will cash out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's they found, they found some new mine in the Canadian Rockies. It's it's that's poised to produce a shit ton of gold. Yeah, they just on hype, man. Yeah, and that's I mean that's what that's literally what hedge funds do when they this exact thing is they pick a company. There's no reason to short it. It doesn't have bad fundamentals. They put the short in and then they just start through the grapevine just being like, yo, GameStop's going to crash, man. You got to short that. We, we, you know, we put shorts in, we're going to go 14 in three months. You know, it's not going, it's going to, it's going to crash. And then it just goes up the grapevine up the chain until, you know, fucking Squawk Box is talking about it on CNBC about how bad GameStop is. And it just took a bunch of like, weirdos on reddit to be like no gamestop's a good company i'll buy 300 million dollars worth and then it just blows them out of the water and that's literally all it's taken it's so funny watching like watching them lose and watching the feds like all these people crying all these like analysts old school analysts being like this is collusion they can't do this and it's like there's no collusion it's just a bunch of weirdos on the internet buying this company you know there's no there's no nobody paid anybody to say this Stonks. Stonks. Yeah. It's great, man. It's so good. It's so good. It's gonna be high. But this one's for you, Jason. Sorry. I want your top five movies. Movies, all right. Okay. How do you want to do this? You wanna go like I give one, you give one, and we explain our reasonings, or just want me to rattle them off? I like, let's see, you do one, I do one. All right, I'll start. So my all-time favorite movie, no genres excluded, is The Shining by Stanley Kubrick. Solid choice. Yeah. It's uh, from a surface level. Uh, it is a good horror film. It's fun. It's beautifully shot. As with any Stanley Kubrick film is great acting, great writing, exciting. But then when you go, you push a little deeper into it, there is so much subtext and so many layers and so much weird about this movie that only somebody like Stanley Kubrick could have done that makes it like a truly exceptional film. I like that answer. That's a fantastic movie. 
I'm going to, in no particular order, won't say this is my all-time. These are just my top five. Okay. In no particular order. Okay. The Children of Men. That is a good movie. And that is kind of, not a hot take, but kind of out of left field. That is a really good movie. The Children of Men, to me, and I'm, I'm going to try not to give away any spoilers because I think you should all see it, but the fact that that's the first movie where the only person that mattered isn't like the main character. Basically, I'm going to spoil I'm going to give you guys a little plot. It's like, it's like a 15-year-old movie. If you haven't seen it by now, then you've seen IMDb. Basically... Humanity cannot have children, and then all of a sudden this one girl who is a refugee in London is pregnant, mm-hmm. and there it's just it's just figuring out how to get her to this 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 boat that's like this this preservation boat that's trying to preserve the human race and figure out what's going on, and there's a lot of conflict, and I think Clive Owen's in it, and he has a, a yeah. Somebody else of note plays the uh, the like the second part, second lead part in that. And I, I th- was it Julianne Moore? I think Julianne Moore, and then the the, the butler from Batman is also in that too. Oh, Stone. yeah. Um, how uh, Michael Caine? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a fantastic film. You definitely should check it out. It is it's very tragic. Um, and I think the thing that I enjoyed about it is just the amount of self sacrifice these individuals are willing to make to see that this girl gets to this boat. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. So, all right, there's, uh, and it's your turn now. All right. Uh, so number two, also Stanley Kubrick, uh, is 2001 A Space Odyssey. That, it's a, it's a weird movie, but there's a lot, again, like The Shining, and it's, it's, it's not just, the sh- it's Stanley Kubrick. He, his film's, surface level don't always make sense but when you dig deeper they are way deeper than they're very like neck beardy i guess in that way but very very good like and two it's a was like a genre defining film incredible soundtrack some of the best cinematography i've ever seen you know the list goes on it's a great film never seen it you i that's one of those movies that whether it doesn't matter whether you're going to like it or hate it afterwards. It's one of those films like you, if you like movies, you need to see it. It, it was like a, a big, big deal film. I definitely will, will watch that. I can't, maybe I have. Nah, I'm pretty sure I remember if I saw it. And uh, I guess that leaves me to go. And I got to throw this one out here. Okay. Okay. Jurassic Park. Dude, it's it's good. It's it's better. It's not as good as I just watched it recently. It's far from me. It's not quite as good as I remember, but it is literally a whole film to give Jeff Goldblum two hours to just be Jeff Goldblum. It's it's wonderful. Pretty the first one. The first one especially. Mm-hmm. 
It is it is a really good movie. That was I I really liked the first one, but I had a VHS of the second one and I've seen that movie I can't even count how many times because I just used to watch it all the time. Oh, oh. Hey. They're bad. They're bad. The first I saw the I saw the first of the new ones in the theaters and it was fun. But then I rewatched it this summer, and it was bad. It was it was bad, like really bad, and unfortunate too. Yeah. I think the way that they did I see the second one? Yeah, they did. Yeah, I think I've seen the second of the new ones, and I recall it. It may be so bad I don't even remember watching it. Honestly, I just remember, oh, I, the only thing I remember, this is how bad it is. The only thing I remember concretely from that film is that they made it a pot, made it a point to make so many fucking shots of, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, not wearing high heels or like doing not feminine things because she was like wearing heels the whole time in the first movie. And they got so much shit that it was like not feminist for, you know, her running around in high heels or wearing like fancy dresses or some just dumb internet discourse. Uh, but they, there, there was that one shot where she, she like ties her shirt off at her waist and like, she's wearing like combat boots or something that it's like very much on the nose. That's all I remember from that movie. <laughs> Oh okay. yeah, yeah, that was ridiculous. I, I don't know. Like the first, the first of the new ones made me sad because I, I genuinely like Jurassic Park is one of my favorite franchises. Like Jurassic Park is the first or the second movie I ever saw in the theater when I was like four or five years old, um, and like the 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 how all the humor in that movie was just so low brow and so on the nose like the one dude working in the control room wearing all the fucking dinosaurs in the Jurassic Park shirt and it just it was just it was too like they were trying to be like hello fellow kids we're meta but it was just it was just so bad it's terrible it's terrible i think i was told by my mom cuz i wasn't old enough to see the first Jurassic Park mhm So then I guess that's me, number three. So my third favorite film of all time is the movie Clue. Uh, it is not a cinematic masterpiece. It is not one of the most well-written films, but it is, in my opinion, one of the best ensemble comedies that you could do. And it's like, it's all based around the, the board game Clue. The whole It's the story from the board game Clue, but... It's with Madeline Kahn and Martin Mull and um, Christopher Lloyd and Tim Curry 
in all these incredible actors, most of whom are very good character actors. And it's just the dumbest slapstick comedy and some of the best verbal comedy that's ever been done that wasn't Mel Brooks. Like it's just, and it's that very much that style of Mel Brooks comedy writing where it's just like joke, 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 joke. And it's just one after the other. And there's like jokes within jokes and it just, it's great. I love that movie so much. That's it's that film is like a huge part of my childhood. Like I have seen that film hundreds of times and could sit and watch it and quote it backwards and forwards. I think you should. I think you would like it. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. So I have never seen I have never seen it's something about Mary or there's something about Mary. I've seen bits and pieces of me myself and Irene and that film is really funny. <laughs> and that was like that was like peak Jim Carrey too. That was right after the mask, wasn't it, too? Yeah, the mask What oh I'm sorry, what? No. No, the mask is amazing. That's one of my favorite movies. Oh my god. You're the worst. But I know I like me myself because it's a feel good movie. It's so ridiculous and hilarious that if you haven't seen it, please do yourself a favor and watch me myself and Irene immediately right now. And then of course we start the podcast after All right, so then number four, uh, more recent, uh, is the film Hereditary, the horror film. Uh, that one is probably, I don't know, probably a hot take. It's like, this is my top five. It's just not like, you know, any kind of like cinema critics top five, but it is a great film. The story is really good. Um, what It's like one of those films that is like a complete package. It's kind of like The Shining for me, where it's, there's a lot of subtext on the surface level. It's good. It's incredibly shot, incredibly acted. The music is great. It's it's one of those films that it's like it's one of the more intense horror films that's come out probably in the last like 15, 20 years. But like I watch that thing all the time. I will. That's like a casual background movie for me. You know, it's uh, if you haven't seen it, it's very good. It's a story about a family where the mother has the 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 ma tony collette plays the mother of the family and her her mother the grandmother has just recently died and it's a film about her trying to deal with the grief of losing her mother and also like having to figure out how to navigate relationships with her children and her husband and then there's this whole like subtext of like witchcraft and uh all kinds of stuff and it's it's really really truly good and the soundtrack the soundtrack is excellent and the cinematography, if you enjoy f- photography, it's one of the best films I've ever seen shot, honestly. It's really, really good. I still haven't seen it. I know, I know. You should. It's very good. I have five hours so 
That's definitely about like 110 some minutes worth of film that's worth it to to chunk into your I got I got to save space for UFC's and the Super Bowl. Oh, you're counting sports too? I have to. Oh no. We should do we should do like a genre show too, I think. We should definitely. Um, I gotta go with. There's like four movies I want to throw. I, I mean, we're we're three down. I think Glory. I don't think I've seen Glory. Matthew Broderick, Morgan Freeman, Denzel Washington. It's a movie about the. I think it's the 58th Massachusetts. It's a, oh, it's a civil, that Civil War movie. I've seen, I think I've seen that, yeah. Fort Sumter, I think, I don't know. Yeah, in South Carolina. Um, yeah, yeah, in South yeah. Carolina. So it's the first, it's the first uh, colored regiment of uh, Civil War soldiers, and they're, they're enlisted as free men. And they've got this captain, Matthew Broderick, who's from the north, and they're all deployed into Georgia. And it's him and his men, and they're bonding, and then they finally get into combat, and they get, it's, they get thrown into an impossible situation, and fight very, very well, and pretty much, uh, spoiler alert, and pretty much everyone fucking dies, so. It was a civil war. <laughs> very, film, very beautifully done, uh, the, the cast is incredible, just, it's a very it's a powerful film, I love that. That film was not even of the ones that I was thinking, but then it popped into my brain. I was like, that actually, I feel like that film sort of shaped me as a human being in a, in a small way. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why it's on the list now. If you, like, if you like that film, have you ever seen We Were Soldiers? It's a, yeah, that's good. Have you ever watched, have you watched uh, Band of Brothers? <laughs> See, those are Band of Brothers is the one for me that was like that's like such a good movie. I, I, I think the Pacific is better. Do you? That's a, I think that's a hot take. And hear, just hear me out. First off, if you're a student of history, as I am, if you were to be put in any front in World War II, it, the German, the that invasion after there would 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 still shit. Oh God! Yeah, it's just be stuck at Stalingrad forever. I'd say my my favorite war movie is probably The Great Escape. That's an amazing film. Oh yeah, such a good movie. Yeah, I so I liked The Pacific. I remember I watched it when it came out, like as it was in serial, um, because it was really interesting. My mom and I watched it together because my grandfather fought at Iwo Jima and Guadalcanal, so it was like had significance to us, and it was interesting. But like I. 
I don't know. It was not to say it was bad. It was extremely good. I personally prefer Band of Brothers. I felt like as a as a war film series, they were on par with each other, but I felt like in terms of like storytelling, I felt like Band of Brothers was better. It just felt like I felt more connection to the characters. I see what you're saying. I, I would say I understand that, but you also see the harshities of war more in the Pacific. Like, mm-hmm. You see that gunny sergeant, that 50-year-old man who's like this stone-cold Marine, part of the old breed, you know, fought Spanish War, like this is a hard man. Mm-hmm. When you see him break down during one of the combat scenes, like because everyone's dying, mm-hmm. and this, I mean, this is the oldest guy in the position. This is a badass Marine. He's just sitting there fucking mauling. Yeah. Or when they have to kill the kids. I mean, like these are these are things that like this is what happened during these campaigns. Yeah. And I think that Band of Brothers didn't necessarily do the best job showing truly how shitty the war was. That's true, yeah. That's my argument. It focused more just on like kind of the character development and the stories of each of the soldiers. Yeah, I think it's beautiful. I love that aspect of it. But like, I mean, everyone in like the Pacific is like, if you mean, even afterwards when Eugene is, he, he comes back to Alabama, mm-hmm. his parents go down, he's just screaming in the, in the bedroom, and his mom's like, can you check on Eugene? No. Dad's like, no. Can't do that. <laughs> Just leave him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I thought that it did a better job of showing, like, the realities. The realities of, like, these men coming back from Japan. Yeah. No, I would agree with you there. That was my only thing. But I love Band of Brothers, so I just think the Pacific was a bit better. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so we're on. So what, we're on number five now? So four. Well, I, g- I gave my fourth. You gave your fourth. Um, I think my fifth would be Spaceballs. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's a Mel Brooks film. Uh, it's a comedy. A, it's a parody of Star Wars. But it's classic Mel Brooks, just gonzo slapstick comedy and just jokes for days. It's That's, that's another one of those that it's... It, Clue and Spaceballs both not the best like cinematic films or in terms of technicality or story, but they're just fun and they they both have like big significance in like my life. I love that. I'm really thinking right now because I think I'm putting too much pressure. <laughs> yeah, you're overthinking it. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go Predator. That's a good. That's a good movie. Real good movie. Braveheart's pretty good. That's a good pick. Fun fact, up until about two weeks ago, Becca had never seen Predator. And so I was just like, and she just like, I always assumed she didn't like, she didn't, she always talked about how she didn't like, like violent movies, but she was able to articulate it better recently where she's like, I don't like realistically violent movies, but like, ridiculous violent movies like the predator and die hard and shit like that she's so into so we watched we watched predator a couple weeks ago and it's just as good as i remember it it's so good it's, it's a 
the, the scene with the handshake though goes on way longer than I remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So I've seen the first two. I haven't seen the third. I have. I own the third one. I have not watched it yet, but I have seen the first two. I really liked them. I thought they were really good. I, I enjoy, uh, that type of movie, like the body count movie. Like, uh, I really liked Old Boy. is one of my favorite movies of all time. The it's a Korean film. Oh, super dark. But it's an incredible story and. The choreography of the fighting is insane. There's this one particular scene where the main character ha- literally has a knife in his back and there's a hallway to an elevator and he has to fight through like 20, 30 dudes with a knife in his back and a, with only a hammer and just the shit that goes on. It's super cool. It's very like John Wick is very much obviously influenced by that. Um, there's another film. I can't. The name is escaping me. Uh, I will look it up. It's a Chow Yun Fat is in it. It's one of like kind of like mid eighties, early nineties. Oh, it's called Hard Boiled. It's a, like a Hong Kong detective film from nineteen ninety two. Uh, it's another body count movie, but it's super. It's ridiculous, like gunfights. Uh, super super fun. And John Wick is very much in that vein. I, I I enjoyed like the story of it, and I thought Keanu Reeves did a really good job acting it too. They're supposed to be making a show called The Continental. Oh really? Did you know? I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, that's the in The Continental is the the hotel that he goes to in all of the films. That it's like the special hitman like safe zone. Yeah. Directors for each episode, and I want it to be based off of different assassins. Like, if you get one assassin, and, and maybe they're trying to, like, maybe you just show them going out on their hits or whatever. Yeah. So it shows. Yeah, it shows here at least IMDb that there's. I don't know if they've shot a pilot or it's in production, but it is a. It is called the Continental, and it's supposed to be it's supposed to be set instead of it being one particular hotel it's a chain of hotels all over the world and so it happens all over the world so i don't know if that that would be a cool concept to do like an anthology show oh yeah well and, and i think i feel like if you're going to do that you got to get at least keanu reeves like oh yeah like just checking into a hotel yeah it's just like a cameo or something Mm-hmm. Jason Statham in oh no, uh, Tom Cruise film and Mission Impossible. Uh, no 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 no, he's a hitman. I'm gonna Google this. Oh, ja- uh, Jack Reacher. No, hitman. Maybe. Hold on. Let's, I'm sorry, guys. I've had it just my brain collateral. Collateral. I have not seen that. 
So it's, it's, it's the whole thing on the transporter, right? Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is top of an airplane. Bombs send to Jason Statham. They both set down a suitcase. Jason's like, all right, mate? He's like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. It's like, good. And they, they kind of grab each other's shoulders, and they both grab the opposite two suitcases. <laughs> you, you find out that this, he just delivered a package of all these people that Tom Cruise is supposed to kill that night. Oh, okay. Have you seen Have you seen Edge of Tomorrow? That's That's another That's a Tom Cruise movie. It's Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. It's so so good. It's so good. Who is? Uh maybe. No, 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 no. That's that that's another Tom Cruise movie. The Yes. Yeah. How to do times like time cycles. So it's like it's like a Groundhog Day type movie. It's real. That's one of the better like sci-fi action movies I've seen in a long time. Really. Oh, off the top of my head, it's probably, uh, oh, what's his name in Harold and Kumar? Go to White Castle. Neil Patrick Harris in the first movie, in the first movie. I The second movie was garbage, but the first film or that or even, I don't know if you can count it as a cameo because he was still fairly early on in his big movie career, but Ryan Reynolds is the doctor for like two seconds in that movie. Was pretty good. There's also another guy. Who's the guy that works at Waterburger? Waterburger or something? Oh, um, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I can't remember who that was. I'll look it up. I watched that movie. I I loved that movie before I ever started smoking weed, like ever. Yeah, and it, that was it. Just I remember I saw it in high school, and I thought it was like hysterical, which it's pretty damn funny. Yeah. Oh, Anthony Anderson. Yeah, that that was I also that was at that time uh, I also loved the which it still holds up uh, the movie Van Wilder is an a classic like college comedy I love that movie. I wasn't a fan. Ah, the dialogue is so good. Old school is pretty good. That's hard to beat. Yeah, I I feel like at that that was like peak when he was like I I thought he was really funny like because he was on the first few seasons of How I Met Your Mother were pretty good and 
he was on that and then it it was just like that i think that character it was just so genuinely out of left field that it was really funny and then it was also there wasn't the the pretense of having him be that character so the second one it just felt like they were just forcing it by putting him in there you know I don't know if I have seen I've seen the first one and I've seen parts of the second one but I did they make a third one oh that's right I never saw that one I thought it looked really bad I don't really remember but those are good films Oh God! Yes, beer, beer fest, and no, no, Super Troopers. Super Troopers is a just forgotten gem of a film. Ugh. Hey Farva, what's that place you like with the mozzarella sticks and the shit on the walls? <laughs> you mean shenanigans? <laughs> Like, or just uh, that, that movie is like one of those movies that it's definitely like stand up guys doing a movie because it's just bit after bit after bit after bit after bit. Like the fucking German dude driving down the road in the Porsche with like blaring techno going. Like, that's just like literally me driving. Or like whenever he's looking at the video, he's looking at the pictures and he just keeps going, enhance, enhance, enhance. And then it print the damn thing. And then how the fuck they got Brian Cox to be in that movie? I have no idea. But so I I never saw the second one, but it's that's so good. Another underrated comedy, I think. And I gotta really gotta do some. Oh, Grandma's Boy. I have never seen that, but I have heard that is really good. You need to watch that immediately. Okay. That is a masterpiece. Okay. Oh, fat, yeah, fat Jonah Hill, yeah, yeah. I've I have heard I've heard good things about it, so I will I'll go see. I think Becca's told me she really likes that movie too. I'll have to go see it. Um, not underrated, but I think kind of forgotten nowadays. Uh, Coming to America is one of my favorite comedies. Oh, for are you kidding me? Really? I didn't know that. Let's see. Oh my God, coming to yeah. Oh my God, oh my Lord, they are. Holy shit, I'm so in. When does that come out? This year. Oh wait, wait, it came out in December, last December already. Yeah. What? Where is it? Where can I see it? Yeah. Oh no 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 real estate March fifth, twenty twenty one. It's on Google it says release date was December. Maybe they did it like limited theater release or something. I don't know. That'll be I love that movie so much. That's one of those movies that like was like wildly inappropriate for like seven year old me to see, but then just, you know, continued to you know, quote it constantly and watch it over and over again. <laughs> There's a whole the. There was a Jerry Curl thing. 
Oh fuck! The dude that that, that I just uh, the, I was so the true story. Like I'm working on this project with a rapper, and we're talking about like I'm writing him an album, and I was just like, dude, I have an idea. It's all like kind of like soul, chop up the soul gospel kind of stuff, and. I was just like, I have an idea for a promo shoot is we dress you up in like 70s preacher, like think like the dude from sexual chocolate and coming to America. Like (laughs) that was like it was um, it was the girl that he that Hakeem falls in love with. It's her like the boyfriend that she has that her her dad wants to get with. It's um, uh, Eric. What's his name? He was on ER. I can't remember what, what his name is. Uh, oh, damn. no, but that, that's who it is. It's just like, it was just like, that was the style and it just became the joke. Cause I think that was like, that was a big thing in that era in like New York. Oh yeah. Is he going to do it? I don't know. Let's see. What's his name? It's Eric something. Eric LaSalle. I don't think he's going to, he's not going to be in the second one, but that yeah, that was the Jerry Curl thing was his. I just love. I was like fucking nine years old and thought McDowell's was the funniest thing, with oh, the golden yeah. arcs. It's it's worth it. It's I I had it just recently in the last couple months was on sale on Amazon Prime and I bought it for like four dollars or something and it it's, it's it holds up. It's so good. I've gone to buying digital unless I find a physical that comes with a digital copy. That's I've, I like, I don't have the space anymore. I like having the whole archive, you know, and having the wall of films and going and picking one, but just the convenience and the cost factor is it's, if you like shop around and watch sales and mark things or use like movies everywhere, it's, it's so cheap to get, digital copies of films in 4k even you know that it it kind of like ruins the fun of having the media collection but it's kind of just nice to be like i can sit on my couch and just go with my remote and see what i have and click it you know that's crazy man that's crazy that's crazy dude this is a lot of fun yeah um shout out shout out to, to mr jason for for reaching out and saying listen you guys talk about movies all the time we do talk about movies a lot yeah i think we need to do another one like we need to do a show that's like strictly only sci-fi or one that's like sci-fi and horror mo- horror movies or something because those are like sci-fi and horror are my two like two genres I don't know how I feel about it. I loved the two other new Godzilla movies, but I don't I don't know how I feel about King Kong. I was never a fan of King Kong, and the whole allegory behind it is a little iffy that it makes it hard to get into. But I don't know. I, I just don't I don't know how it's gonna be a literal walking nuclear reactor fighting a giant monkey, you know? It's gonna be weird. And it's a gorilla, thank you very much. Oh gorilla, I'm sorry, an ape, you know. Stonks. Buy stonks. (laughs) See you later.